So, how are you feeling about the election results? I'm not going there too much today. You're like, some of you might be celebrating. Uh, Many of you are probably disappointed. You might feel like there's something fishy going on, maybe if you're in that camp. You might be angry, maybe feeling a little bit depressed, or if you're not in tune with your emotions, you want to go into shutdown mode and I don't want to feel anything right now, right? But I want to encourage you, you did your part, you prayed, you voted, and now we let others do their part, and in God we trust. In God we trust. So my name is Mark Warren, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Capital Church, if you're new with us, and we are here to help you get ready to meet Jesus face-to-face. Every single one of you will have that opportunity at some point in your life. We're in your death, (laughs) and we do that by helping you, um, we're equipping you to reach the lost, to care for the least, you're getting this now, and to train the found. Well, I want to restore your peace today. So if you would repeat after me this simple saying, Jesus is Lord and King, we say it together on the count of three, one, two, three, Jesus is Lord and King. Doesn't that give you peace? Remember, Jesus is the only one that will give you peace. He is the only one that will give you peace. So there's a very real possibility that our nation will continue to be in upheaval for weeks and maybe months as a result of of our elections probably going to be moving to the courts. But I want to ask you to keep your eyes on Jesus and the work of his Holy Spirit. So if you turn with me into your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, I've titled this message, It's Time to Refocus. It's time to refocus. Luke chapter 19. So history is a great teacher, isn't it? So there's a time in history when a king wanted to establish his kingdom, and his supporters were very disappointed, actually very furious, confused, and left hopeless because their leader was wrongfully treated. One of his supporters was so angry at the betrayal and the setup that he went and cut off the ear of a soldier as they tried to arrest their leader. Well, this leader, maybe you can put some two and two together, was le- this leader was Jesus. And he was betrayed and ultimately crucified, and his followers got so discouraged, depressed, and even enraged. Jesus' followers started to look at their situation Maybe if they looked at their situation differently, they wouldn't have been so depressed or enraged. And I wonder if sometimes we can maybe look around us and say, are we looking at things properly? The disciples needed spiritual eyes to see what Jesus was doing, and they only looked into the natural, and the natural left them hopeless, depressed, anxious, and enraged. See, his strugglers, his strugglers, (laughs) his followers struggled. (laughs) Try that one for a word. 
I just made up one. It's, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Um, <laughs> His followers struggled because they misunderstood the purpose of God. And they misjudged how Jesus was going about to establish his kingdom. And if we're not careful, we ourselves, Christians and followers today, can do the same thing. See, his followers thought that Jesus was going to establish his kingdom and set up a new ruling and reigning party on earth. (laughs) And he would overthrow the oppressiveness of the Roman Empire. You know, the deep state Roman Empire. (laughs) Those of you who watch watch Fox News got that one. (laughs) I could tell who the Fox News watchers are here. Okay. See, one moment they were cheering for Jesus, the triumphal entry, right? He's going to be our king because Jesus himself says he's the king of kings and he's going to establish his kingdom on earth. And again, his followers, the disciples heard that, but they misinterpreted what that all meant. But they, their emotions went into a tailspin the moment that their true king was now wrongfully Accused, crucified, and they lost their hope. I want to encourage us today that we can fall into that same trap if we are looking at the wrong places and if we're looking just with our natural eyes. We need to be looking with our spiritual eyes. So let's just take another short uh, journey before Jesus' crucifixion to something that Jesus said. Now, this is where we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 19. So Jesus, who understood what he was about to do, had a different perspective than his followers and supporters. And because of it, his heart was filled with sadness because he understood they weren't getting it. Luke chapter 19, 41 through 44, says this. He's looking over at the city of Jerusalem, and he says this. What that you, even you, had known on this day, the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you, When your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. Here Jesus is overlooking the city of Jerusalem and he knows what is in the hearts of the people. And he says, because you weren't looking at it with spiritual eyes, you're only looking at it with natural eyes, destruction will be coming upon you. And he's saying, my heart is so heavy because you are looking for peace in the wrong place. He says this, remember that 
The things that you're looking for, peace, Jesus is saying, is now hidden from your eyes. They thought peace was going to be when they overcame the Roman, the oppression of the Roman Empire. But again, Jesus realized the, the peace is established through his kingdom, which is developed inside you and I. And understanding the kingdom of God is going to require us to look with our spiritual eyes, not just with our natural eyes. The interesting thing in 70 AD, so Jesus was weeping, knowing the the destruction that was going to be on Jerusalem. 70 years later, sure enough, this is the first Roman Jewish war that takes place, and that city is ransacked, and the temple is torn down. And Jesus knew this, and he was like, oh, if only they knew, if only they knew. And they began to say, I wish they could see what I was trying to do from a spiritual perspective. And by the way, Jesus was talking to them plainly, but their spiritual ears were not opened. And my heart and my prayer today is that our spiritual ears and eyes are open for the season and the time that we're in See, Jesus even began to talk about this idea of the temple of God, which is, by the way, we are now the temple of God. The Spirit of God resides inside of us. But Jesus was saying these things, and and so Jesus even said, and by the way, you might destroy this temple, but in three days later, I'm going to rebuild it. And that was like, Do you not realize that the first temple that was destroyed took 46 years to rebuild and you're going to rebuild it in three days? (laughs) Again, looking at it from a natural perspective. But Jesus is calling us to look at things from a spiritual perspective. I I I guarantee the presidential election is important, but is our attention in the right place? Whether or not our next president is one that upholds biblical values, we prayed, we voted, we wanted people that represent us to uphold biblical values, but regardless of whoever is our next president, we have to realize there's a king of kings. There is Jesus who over supersedes everybody, right? I mean, so the king of kings... But for us to understand the the peace that he wants to be established in his kingdom, we need to have spiritual perspective and spiritual eyes. And so this is why today I'm encouraging us to refocus, to refocus. Because here's the challenge. If we don't refocus, we might be be picking a fight in the wrong place. (laughs) See, we can easily get our emotions tied up in politics and the uncertainty of our times the coronavirus, and all of a sudden, we can realize that our focus is misplaced. And we're looking at things in the natural, and then we're reacting out of the flesh like Peter did when he wanted to cut the ear off, well, when he did cut the ear off of the soldier. But Peter was misguided in misunderstanding what Jesus was doing. Remember, you did your part. We needed to pray. We needed to vote. But If now your peace is being stolen from you, we have to refocus to the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. 
But the thing that I'm more concerned about beyond your peace is understanding the time of Jesus' visitation. Now, I believe, we've sang about it, the, we want the presence of God to reside here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. But we also do know that there is a second coming. There's a second coming. Our world probably would indicate the time is near, but only Jesus, I should say the Father, knows when that time is, is going to be there. But do we want to miss? See, the, the people in Jerusalem missed what Jesus was doing, and they still thought their fight was against the Romans. They were preoccupied to say, you know what, we want to establish peace in Jerusalem. We want to fight these oppressors, the Romans. And as a result, that war took place and had a lot of destruction. If we're not careful, that could be our lives. We can spend so much time and effort fighting the wrong fight that we realize the very thing, our soul, is beginning to lose the battle. The time of his visitation, and I would say it's the thing that brings us near, not only the second coming, but realizing Jesus wants to be near to us. So the stones of our temple are torn down when? The stones of our temple. Remember, we are the temple of God. And he was, even though he was talking about Jerusalem and that Jerusalem would be torn down, Jesus himself knows that as us, the temple, we can have the stones of our lives being torn down if we're not careful. So the stones of our temple are torn down when, number one, we forget the life Jesus has called us to. When we forget the life that Jesus has called us to. And this is the life, sharing the hope of Jesus Christ. Each one of us are called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Caring for others. Growing in our maturity as a Jesus follower. Those are the lives. That's why we say, reach the lost, care for the least, and train the found, right? That's our calling for those who have given their life to Jesus. Number two, the stones of our temple are torn down when, second, we get distracted by the physical world. Now, we live in a physical world, yes. But we also live in a very spiritual world that's actually just as real than a physical world. But we spend so much time distracted by the physical world, we can miss the very thing that the Spirit of God is wanting to do. Earthly pleasures, activities, can just kind of, where's our focus? Number three, the stones of our temple are torn down when we get impassioned about the wrong things. You know what we should get furious about? We should get furious that Satan is stealing souls. Not whether or not somebody's stealing an election. The Bible says that when Jesus comes back, it'll be like the days of Noah. Why, why is this so important? In Matthew 24, Jesus talks about this. Why does he say it's in like the days of Noah? And he goes on to say this, 24, 37 through 38. As, oh, so for as the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark 
and they were unaware, unaware until the flood came and swept them away, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. When two men will be in a field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. Therefore, stay awake. Can you say, stay awake? Stay, stay awake. For you, for you do, do not know what day the Lord is coming. Stay awake. And again, this is where we have to look at, are we just focusing on a natural world and we then get distracted and the stones of our temple are being torn down or do we have to have our spiritual eyes and ears opened up, stay open, stay alert, stay awake, keep the stones of our temple strong and healthy. The reason I think Jesus was saying that eating, drinking, giving in marriage. Those are all just natural. Nothing wrong with those things. It's not like Jesus was saying, hey, it's times like no, which by the way, they were wicked times, but he was just saying, they're just so preoccupied with life. In the days of Noah, they're just so preoccupied with life that they missed the very thing that was going to bring destruction on them came. <laughs> and they missed it. And they missed it. And he's saying, stay awake. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. If the worship team wants to come. See, yes, we do live in this world. Yes, we do have to live life. We have jobs. We have to go to a grocery store. We have bills to pay. And... It's natural to be living in this world, but if our fleshly desires preoccupy us, if our anxiety and fear dominate us, if we forget that we are living in a spiritual world as well. See, I love this. In 1 John 2.17, it's reminding us, it says this, and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Okay, here's, here's the key then, right? If the world is passing away, this natural world that we live in, along with its desires, where does desires come from? Us, right? All that's going to be like our, our fleshly desires. The world, everything that's a part of this world is going to be gone. But whoever does the will of the Father abides forever. So that's why I want us to refocus. As I said, you did your part. We prayed, we voted, and now we trust God. But the tendency can be that we're going to get, I'll tell you what, <laughs> this is election, even though the media says it's over, there's going to be a lot of talk about this for the next weeks and if not months. And it's so easy for you to get distracted and sucked in and pulled in and that becomes your point of conversation. I don't want you to go there. <laughs> because this world will pass away. But whoever does the will of the Father will see eternity. We have to think eternity. So... I need you to ask three questions. They're not going to be on your screen. If you're taking notes or grab your phone, here's the thing. 
that I want you to ask yourself over the next several weeks. Actually, you can be asking yourself every day of your life and it'll keep you on track and keep you focused. Number one, am I reaching the lost? Am I reaching the lost? This is an eternal activity. God cares about the lost people. Lost coin, lost sheep, lost son. Jesus' parables about the lost instructs us to care and go after the lost. Eternity weighs in the balance in people's souls. And we have the opportunity to introduce people to Jesus. And that's an eternal activity, not temporal. Number two, am I caring for the least? Jesus said that he is near to those who are poor and who are the least. Matthew 25, the least of these. As much as you've done it to these, you've done it to me, Jesus says. So you want to be close to Jesus? You want to be in tune with what Jesus is doing? Care for the poor. Care for the needy. Care for the forgotten. Care for the... No. You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Care about the forgotten. There we go. Care about the forgotten. One, am I reaching the lost? Two, am I caring for the least? And three, am I training the found? That is the Great Commission, right? Go and make disciples. The Great Commission. And that's training the found. Who is in your life that you're mentoring? Who are you bringing one step closer to Jesus? Who are you pouring into to help them better understand Jesus and his kingdom? Am I reaching the lost? Am I caring for the least? Am I training the found? These are eternal activities. The world will fade away. And we put a lot of time to things of this world. I was thinking about that, and God's called us to care for things of this world, but I I often think as I'm doing so many projects around my house, I was like, this will burn up one day. (laughs) What am I doing to pour into somebody else's life? The lost, the least, the found. This is the will of the Father, and it's eternal. It is important to stay informed with what's going on in the world. I'm not saying turn off the news. But don't allow your emotions to get lost in temporal passions that will distract you from the day of Jesus' visitation. We are in critical times today. We're in so interesting times. Somebody was telling me, um, hey, we've noticed your like, preaching's getting really good. So I was like, I must have been really bad before. You know, I was like, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, But my response to this person was, actually, it's, I do sense that the Lord is motivating and propelling me into different areas for the season that we're in. And I really am hoping and trusting that the Lord is speaking directly to you through me. Because he's preparing his church for something. 
But I want to encourage you, it's not the something that wait, wait, wait for his return like we sit idly by. It's saying he's preparing you to be an active believer of Jesus Christ right now, to have your spiritual ears and eyes open to what the work of the Spirit of God is doing. And I guarantee you it's going to be leading you to lost people. Because those souls without Jesus Christ will spend eternity in separation from God. And Jesus loves everybody. Everybody. And his heart is that none should perish. The lost, the least, and the found is the will of the Father and it's eternal. It's time to refocus. Don't be so caught up in the natural. Become spiritual. See what the Spirit of God is doing and follow his lead. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live, on your computer or on your device, we want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.